Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to episode 195 of Slam Fire Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew. And I'm the other one, Adriel. That's it, just the two of us. <laughs> yep. So we, we, can fired, make it if we, try. We, we fired Trevor and Kelly. <laughs> they, uh, they're basically just, um, you know, troublemakers. And, uh, you know, Trevor never stops talking and he's always doing, uh, he's outdoing us. And so we can't have that. Mm-hmm. And, and Kelly, well, she's... I can't think of anything bad to say about Kelly, so I'm not gonna. Trevor's easy. She's though. too good at shooting a 22. There you go. Yeah, she's better than me. So that's it. We can't have her on. <laughs> so there you go. There you go, folks. Yeah. You heard it here first. Well, where else would you hear it, really? No, uh, Kelly is um, busy, and so is Trevor. So they're not on this week. <laughs> busy <laughs> not doing this podcast. Yeah, uh, they, it's because they hate you, the listeners. Well, Trevor hates you. Kelly loves you. Kelly loves everybody, though. Kelly's nice. I'm not going to throw Kelly under the bus, huh? Still not here. No, they aren't. They aren't here. I, and I don't. I don't know if I'll throw Trevor under the bus. Maybe I'll be a bit classier than than they were to me last week. Yeah, we weren't very classy last not week. Not that cla- I did actually yeah. listen. Mm. So because there was there was talk of dirt on me, and so I had to listen and find out what that was, and it, it was all true. So. I uh, yeah, I I did actually work as a repo guy before, so mm. good good times. <laughs> I don't know who. How did Brian find that out? Is what I would like to know, because that's yes. not really. I've never really told people that before. Like that's not really one of the jobs that I list on my resume. Um, <laughs> it, I do, I don't know how he found that out. How he found out that I was on a paintball team, a professional paintball team. That wouldn't be that hard because that team still exists and they're still competing. So. Um, that'd be kind of easy, but I don't know how he got that repo. I'm gonna have to find out how he did that. He's he's got some good, uh, good some good sources. His informants, his little birdies, all over the place. All just over, apparently. Things. Yeah. Yep. Maybe I repoed his vehicle once. <laughs> I if I did, I'm name. sorry, but it was my job. There's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So well. um, so I guess we'll we'll talk about what we did in guns and. I didn't do anything, so I'll tell you what Trevor did in guns, because he, he wrote down his list. And really, the only thing that I wanted to, to say was he went 22 shooting with, with, uh, with Muffin. So uh, he went and shot 22s, and I like 22s, so I'm, uh, I just wanted to mention that. Also, sweet. he actually... Go ahead. No, I just said sweet. Yeah, yeah. shooting his 1022 that... Uh, man, he, like... Uh, from nowhere, from out of out of left field, he just got way into ten twenty two. Oh, crazy! And he's got two of them now. Yeah, well, it's like it went from like what polymer striker fired pistols, and now it's ten twenty twos. And then, yeah. like every message we're getting is ten twenty twos. Well, he, Trevor is the kind of guy where once he goes into something, he's in it like full, mm-hmm. like both feet in over his head. Like we're doing this, and we're doing everything about it that we can. Which is great because you learn so much just by having Trevor do something because he's telling you all of the steps that he's been doing, which is which is awesome. So you get to kind of go along in the journey, but not have to spend any of the money, and uh, so I, I, that's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, he's got this his lengthy uh, what he did in guns, and that's handy because you get to learn a little bit, a little bit from it, right? Yep. He he also is working on two surprises, and I know he wanted this mentioned um, because. Uh, he he really he they're pretty cool i know a little bit about them and and i I, i'm not allowed to say and and you can listen as long as you want to the regular show and you're not going to find out you you got to go listen to the bonus episodes you got to be a patreon so he wanted to use that as sort of a teaser to sort of get a couple more people to maybe you know sign up and, and listen to the bonus episodes because we had a really cool bonus episode we just recorded it uh two days ago didn't we yeah with uh andrew yeah 
So yeah, Andrew Young. He's uh, he was he was fun to talk to. He was really fun to talk to. He, he you think we go down rabbit holes? Yeah, Andrew goes down rabbit holes. We ended up all over the place with him. So no, he goes on trails. Trails, yes. Trails. That's what he calls them. Trails. We call them holes. He calls them trails. He's clearly wrong, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody had exactly. to be right, right? And it might as well be us because he's not here. So. Yeah, I mean, not he here can't, to defend he, himself. That's it. So we're just going to go ahead and assume that he would have conceded the point. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he would if he's a classy guy. Unlike <laughs> Trevor, who's not here tonight. <laughs> well, uh, Matthew acting as Trevor, Did you? what else did you do in Guns, or is that it? Uh, that's pretty much all I'm going to talk about. That That's, that's good. I'll let, I'll let him fill the listeners in with the rest of the 1022 stuff that he did, because he, he likes talking about it. I don't want to take that away from him. Yeah. Cool. What do you do? Uh, I took some people to the range. That's so the best to... thing you can do as a gun order, man. Good job. Golf clap it. right here for you. I'm not really going to clap because it makes terrible noises on the microphone, but good job. That one's going to get his pal and our pal. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. You know, Actually, what, um, that's not uh, – hold on. I was talking to a coworker today uh, who, mm-hmm. uh, who asked me how to get his PAL. So, um, yeah, we – I guess technically I did something in guns because I talked to somebody about getting their PAL. So I hope well, just maybe before I jump into mine, like what are they what are they looking at doing with the PAL? Do they want to go hunting? Yes, Do they want they to like, hunt. Yeah, they, he has a young son who's uh, coming to that age where BB guns and pellet guns are going to be the thing that they're going to be wanting, and so he wants to go to the course with his son and get his license as well at the same time. Um, and just to you know, be on the same page and, and whatnot, and kind of do a father-son kind of activity. And he also um, has a bunch of pigeons <laughs> that are um, damaging his property. And so he, he was thinking of getting a, a BB gun or something to scare them away. I don't know if he would actually kill them. He's not that type of... But he would probably like shoot things and make noise and stuff to, to kind of scare the birds away off his property. But... Uh, he, yeah, so anyway, he, he's, he's looking into to getting his PAL, so that's kind of cool. So I'll be able to help him through that uh, when, he, when he gets a little bit more serious and ready to take the course and whatnot. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah like when, when I take people out to the, to the range, tip, usually what I'm, what I'm looking to do is, uh, here in Alberta, I, I wouldn't say that a lot of people have like a, a super negative uh, attitude towards guns, but there's a lot of people who have kind of like a, a neutral attitude towards it where they don't really know a lot and uh, uh, they're kind of... They're kind of just uh, uh, sponges waiting to learn, kind of a thing, and, and all of all they've had to learn from is movies and TV and that kind of thing. So, and um, as we all know, everything in the movies is true, especially <laughs> oh, yeah. on the internet. So, yeah, well, yeah definitely, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so my my main goal with taking people out from work is just to introduce more people to it, get more information, more knowledge out there. And usually what I can do is turn a lot of those uh, neutral people into, yeah, they, they like it. They like getting out and, and blasting clays and that kind of thing. But every once in a while, you, you get someone out and they're like, I want to do this all the time. This is awesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, uh, that I've experienced that with new shooters, too. I mean, you get some who are just like, yeah, this was kind of cool. I'm glad I did it. But, you know, you know, have fun doing it. And I'm going to go back to, you know, whatever they do. But then, yeah, you get those people where they, they, they pull the trigger for the first time and they just get that grin it's like i've been missing this my whole life (laughs) i could have been doing this like a long time ago i am so doing this now yeah and then they go off and do a whole bunch of research and uh and they get all in it so uh yeah it's uh it's definitely cool and uh yeah so what do we do um we started on 22 i I start everyone on uh on 22s yep uh, so we do a, like a little bit of bolt. They learn about chamber safety, um, accuracy because the the bolt gun twenty two that I use is that uh, that Narinko NS five twenty two and it, which is like super accurate for a twenty two. That's what I use on those gophers, right? Yep. I believe yep. very first shot with that was boom headshot on yep. a gopher at like I don't know how far away it was, but it was far enough away. Yeah, that thing was <laughs> accurate. I had a lot of fun with that thing. Yeah, it's uh, the the feeding you know, on it isn't the bad the best. It uh, it'll well, jam I mean, every once in a while if you're using those Winchester three three threes. They I got mean, a little bit of a flat nose on them. They're like one of the most difficult rounds to feed into a gun because, like you said, of their 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 bullet profile. But uh, I mean, just get uh, mini max or you know anything else really with a round nose, and I'm sure they feed fine. Yeah, yeah, they do. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, so everyone everyone loves shooting that one because it's. Low recoil, low noise, and it's nice and accurate, and you can ping the steel and hear it and, and all that kind of thing. 
Um, we shot uh, my FNS pistol, uh, which again, the pistol is where everyone learns something new. Where it's like, oh, it's it kind of kicks in my hand, it kind of bucks in my hand, and oh, the trigger pull is super duper important. And yep. and if I uh, I don't think I'm doing it, but I'm actually pushing the gun down and to the left uh, when I'm pulling the trigger, and and uh, it's uh, it's really incredible. A lot of people think. Uh, you know, uh, you, you throw a scope on a pistol and you can shoot shoot things at like 100 yards. It's like, well, technically, no. yes, but <laughs> realistically, no. <laughs> no, what you see in the movies and what you see them doing on cop shows and stuff, that's typically not real. Yeah, not even yeah. close. Exactly. Well, and they get to learn, like, the pistol is is where, like, some big learnings happen. It's like, boy, this thing is, uh, well, you well, know, they, there's, there's some skill to it. Yeah, well, they realize that, I mean... I think Trevor mentioned it on the the last show we did on the Patreon show. I mean, the pistol is the hardest of the three types of guns to shoot. Mm-hmm. It really is, and for good reason. You've you've got a light gun with a heavy trigger, uh, comparatively, and you've got only two points of contact on it. Your hands. There's no cheek. There's no shoulder. There's no arms. There's nothing like that. You're you're the gun basically. You're the stock, and uh, most people aren't uh, as rigid as wood. So. Or in yep. Trevor's case, that he he really likes plastic, especially Tapco plastic on SKSs. <laughs> I you said you weren't going to throw him in the bus. <laughs> it's too late. We too all late. Should, we all should have known that that wasn't going to last long. <laughs> yeah, just go with it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so we shot the FNS, uh, and then we went to busted some clays. Which uh, that for that for I would say about half the people when they get busting clays and they bust a couple of clays and they, they, they get into it and they learn like how they need to do it. That is so addictive for a lot of people. It's so like they, they look at the box of clays and they're like, man, we're never going to go through all those clays. Oh yeah. I, I remember and then, thinking that before. <laughs> short while later. They're gone. <laughs> they're all gone. <laughs> oh man. That was a lot of ammo and a lot of clays and they're both gone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, that's always fun as well. And then, uh, and then we went to the hundred meter, and we shot uh, an XCR uh, L in in two two three, and uh, uh, a Mosin Nagant, and uh, oh, yeah, it's well, like that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a, I got a request from from one of the guys to it's like, hey, can you bring out like something old? And it's like, all right, <laughs> here here comes a here comes a rifle that when it was designed in the late eighteen hundreds was already obsolete. <laughs> Uh, the stock is, uh, you know, reinforced for butt stroking people. It's not really good to shoot as a rifle, but uh, <laughs> this is more of a go. club with a barrel attachment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, everyone shot it. Uh, you know, everyone shot it. Even uh, one of the girls that we had out shooting, uh, she's she, she, there's not much to her, and, and she shot it, and she liked that one the most. Like she wanted, she wanted to to shoot like quote unquote a real gun, something that's got a ton of recoil. And uh, and she really liked shooting it, which is kind of surprising. Well, it's good. I mean, uh, all too often you hear of the the ladies shying away from from the heavier recoil guns. So it's nice to hear that some of them actually like that sort of thing. Yeah, just as an experience, kind of a yeah. thing. But I mean, like that again. The the XCR is like that's where they start using that, and like, oh man, that that's what I want to shoot all day. And uh, yeah, it's ergonomic. It uh, it's accurate. It hits what you're pointing at. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's just. I think uh, I think that's where people learn. Like, oh, AR-15s. Yeah, I like those. That's that's an ergonomic and easy to use rifle. That's the one I like. How come that one's restricted? Well, because it's restricted by name. How come this XCR is non-restricted? Uh, well, yep. because it's just a semi-automatic rifle. It's like, huh? Then how come you, they're all just not non-restricted, right? Yep. <laughs> then you can start educating them and letting them know, hey, we got some really messed up laws. Why don't you come on board and help us try to fix them? Yeah. Well, I don't want to get too much into it. No. But the, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what was the uh, conservative politician that's putting forward the common sense firearms legislation? Ber- uh, Berthier. Sure, I don't remember. Yeah, but I remember I, reading I, that. I hope I hope I'm getting that name right. Uh, he's just one of the candidates. I'll I'll square that away once once we're closer to uh, some candidates. But I think his uh, his rule was uh, based on something that the conservatives have been working on, where they're working on uh, barrel length and then. That's pretty much it. If it's a if it's a short barrel, it's a pistol. It's restricted. If it's a long barrel, non restricted kind of a thing. Anything that used to be prohibited is still prohibited. But I think that would unrestrict our ARs and just like just make it make more sense. I mean, 
Um, oh, I'm going off on a tangent here. That's but, okay. Uh, I love these. I love this tangent. I've always <laughs> thought that all they need to do is have an overall firearm length law. If it's longer than yeah. 660 millimeters, it's non-restricted. If it's shorter than 660 millimeters, it's restricted. I mean, we've already got that number in place. We don't even have to change the number or change the math. Just everything longer is restricted or non and everything shorter is. You know, it's simple. And that way the cops don't have to worry about looking up for the number and the FRT. Get, get a ruler. Can you, can you run a ruler? You can run a ruler? All right. You can tell if this gun is restricted or not. Yeah, well, I mean, like, imagine you're you're in the shoes of a of a patrolman, and you're going around, and someone's got an XCR in their trunk. How are you supposed to tell that that's not an AR-15? That's right. right. How are you supposed to tell that that's non-restricted well, what's gonna happen and an is... AR-15 restricted? And yeah. yeah, it's just it makes it it makes it makes it very easier. onerous and and difficult for police to uh, to discover this stuff because well, they, they have to figure out is, other stuff too. Yeah, it, it makes it harder for us. Really, it doesn't make it harder for the cop because the cop goes, well, I don't know, so I'm taking it. And now we got to fight to get it back, but you know, if, if you know, and, and they don't know the difference, and uh, of course they don't. They got so many other things to worry about. So, uh, so yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. that's exactly it right there. Yeah, I think the other one that that was in there that I noticed was uh, just removing uh, magazine capacity uh, legislation, just oh, making that it okay. Nice? Yeah, just just there. It's a box of the spring. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, yeah. No restrictions. Run your standard capacity magazines. Well, I mean, no more... the, the the legal gun owners are the legal gun owners. We're not the bad guys, and and be, you can't say that. Well, we're restricting it. We're keeping them out of the criminals' hands because I'm sorry, but a ten cent rivet is not stopping any criminal that I know. Or you know, uh, criminals from going down to the states buying something and or straw purchasing something and then absolutely, it back. Right. yeah, just. So. It doesn't. Many, it, it's uh, not a public ways. safety issue because no criminal is ever going to adhere to that law anyway. It's a ridiculous law. Yeah. So I don't know. I like. You know, that's that's a, a political thing because they would have to get elected before they. Uh, yeah. Before that, pass that kind of thing. But. Well, it's nice to see that somebody's nice. at least working on it. Yeah, and it's nice to see it. Um, it's nice to see issues like that starting to bubble up in the. Uh, uh, in the in the political arena, because you know that's the only way that we're going to get the these nonsense laws laws changed, right? That's right. Like yeah. handgun uh, five uh, handgun ten rounds, rifle five, uh, but if it's a bolt, as many as you want. It's like man, just 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 keep keep it simple. Yeah, this is too complicated. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, the other way uh, they might go though, if they wanted to simplify it, but not. And you know this wouldn't be ideal for us, but they could simplify it just by saying, "Okay, ten rounds for everything." But that yeah. would kind of suck because we would lose out on our rim fires and we'd lose out on our bolt actions and 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 whatnot. But it would simplify things, but it wouldn't not necessarily for the better. It wouldn't even help. Okay, ten rounds for everything. Okay, great. Uh, ten round Beowulf mag, please. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, we're <laughs> going what? around now. Now, yeah. Now what? Yeah. Well, we'll just, yeah, we'll get the RCMP to come up with some bull crap reason again. Like they already have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it would be nice to get some uh, some common sense legislation in, but you know, yep. why don't we talk? Why don't we talk about that for our main topic? Yeah, like maybe if we could like not have like suppressors be prohibited, wouldn't that be cool? If somebody was working on that, oh, somebody Someone's, is. Oh yeah, well, oh, convenient. We'll talk to him <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else am I working on? Uh, I am working on uh, reviewing that XCR. And I have another firearm that I'm likely going to get my hands on very soon here uh, that will be in Canada towards the middle or three quarters of the way through this year. So uh, a prototype, uh, if you will. So I'll, uh, I'll, get, I'll get more details on that when it's more of a sure thing. Is, is it more of a secret? Like you're not going to say what it is? Uh, I won't say what it is okay. until it's in my hands. All right, cool. Then I will. All right. Well, I'm look. I know what it is, and I'm looking forward to to seeing what your thoughts are on it. Sweet, yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Yeah, it's gonna I guess. Cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, cool. yeah. That's pretty much it for me. All right, uh, Kelly had some stuff here too. She uh, basically the one I'm gonna read is the the fact that she's on her way to Michigan to to see Miss Stacy. Basically, that's that's the main reason I think. And she just <laughs> loves going to the states. She does. She goes there a lot, but I mean, she lives so close to it. It's not mm-hmm. that far for her to. To go well, I guess it's a couple hours, but still, it's cool that she has friends just across the border that she can go and uh, and hang out with and, and shoot guns with. So that's pretty neat. 
Yeah. Uh, I guess it's time to talk about some upcoming events, and we'll rip through these pretty quick. The Podcasters Charity Shoot is coming up July 8th at the Rod, uh, sorry, at the Guelph Rod and Gun Club, so uh, you can check that out. The pistol course. There are four spots left for day one. So if you want in the pistol course with Trevor and I, um, day one, like I said, there's four spots available. That's when we do the fundamentals. It's a really good class. Uh, a lot of guys really enjoyed it last year. So if you want to get in on that, let us know. Just email the show, slamfireradio at gmail.com. We'll get you signed up. The Got Your Six Charity Shoot is coming up July 22nd and 23rd at the, in Edson, Alberta. SummerSlam 11 being held at the Rusty Gooch Gun Club, August 5th and 6th, and I believe it's sold out, so I don't know why we're mentioning that anymore. Yeah. CAPS Use of Force Training is going to be held October 14th and 15th in Dalhousie with Trevor. So uh, if you're interested in that, again, email us, slamfireradio@gmail.com, and we will get you squared away there. And from Jason Philp, the BTSA, which is the Buffalo Target Shooters Association, is having some young guns shoot contests in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, April 22nd is the Easter Bunny shoot, which sounds like a lot of fun because you get to shoot the Easter Bunny, right? (laughs) (laughs) October 22nd is the pumpkin shoot. September 30th is a turkey shoot, hopefully a live one. Uh, December, because you've got to make it more interesting. Uh, December 31st is a snowshoe, snowshoe shoot. And you can sign up via Facebook. I, I'm not going to read that link. We'll put it somewhere. Or contact Jason Philp. He's on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I will add it to the show notes. To okay, cool. So you can click below if you're listening right now on the website, and it's right there, and you can click well, it. No, they, they show up on, the, on at least my podcast app. They show the, oh, do the they? show notes. Yeah. Okay, cool. And what's this last one here, this dynamic crystal thing? So there's a couple of other events, and I'm just not sure like how many of them we should read, but there's a whole bunch of other uh, shooting events, and I'm just not sure. Okay, so uh, just to, just to kind of get into it, uh, let me see. Where's the one I was just looking at? Uh, tactical Teacher, uh, who also goes by the name of Hungry, he's doing a bunch of uh, CQB clinics. I actually went to one of these, oh, I think it was two years ago, um, where he does rifle and, and, and pistol training. And uh, he's doing one at the Milo Range, uh, April 29th to 30th, uh, which is kind of interesting. And the other one I saw, let's see here, TDSA has a whole bunch uh, of uh, CASSL matches, Advanced Pistol, Pistol 2, Pistol 3, Dynamic Shotgun, Precision Rifle, Tactical Rifle, uh, all over uh, the next year. And the other one I wanted to pull up was, where is that one? The Calgary Shooting Center's got a bunch as well. Uh, they've got Dynamic Pistol 1 and 2 uh, in January and February. They've got Dynamic Carbine in, in March. Uh, Safety Trauma in uh, March as well. And a Dynamic Pistol, Shotgun, and Carbine. A whole bunch of other stuff uh, over the summer. If you need more information on that, uh, check out CanadianGunNuts.com. Uh, so I'm just not sure like what level level of detail we should go into ha- into reading these on the uh, on the air, but uh, maybe like the upcoming months kind of a thing. Yeah, maybe sure. I mean, maybe month. as they as they get closer, we can kind of maybe kind of give them another shout out or something. Yeah, yeah. Just just so that people are are aware of these things coming up because uh, there are a lot of uh, a lot of really great pistol tr- and uh, rifle and, and just firearms training courses around Canada. It's just a matter of how we uh, how we tell everyone about them so that they can they can head out to them well, i mean we can at least put the put the link to the because they're all listed on that one thread on cgn right uh yeah there's a couple of them in there um okay. yeah maybe i'll add those to the show notes and then we'll uh we'll kind of go through them on the air as they get closer i mean for, for me uh I, you know i had a pistol for seven years and i sucked for seven years with it and i only got really good with that pistol uh, and i, I would I, okay acceptable with that pistol Maybe not really good, but uh, only got acceptable after doing some some concerted training, and uh, uh, had that uh, instructor available to help me shoot that pistol. So, um, you know, it makes a big difference in your skill level, and I think I think everyone. You know, you know, if you don't mention the the instructors and in, in the course, then we, we can't give you that twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I got I got I got good before you guys. Oh well, all right then, fine. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> no, I learned a, I learned a bunch from when you guys were uh, were out here in Alberta, and I, uh, you know, if I had got that one hit, 
on that steel target. I think I would have won the, the challenge at the end of I'm the day. I'm sure you would have. You were so close. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. So close. Ifs and buts, right? <laughs> Maybe this year. Maybe this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that's uh, that's upcoming events. Cool. I guess we'll go into the news then. Uh, this first one is... Uh, do you want to take this first one? Sure. Pincher Creek standoff suspect granted bail after allegations questioned. Uh, which makes you wonder, is that all you got to do is question him and then you can get, get granted bail? Uh, <laughs> the man involved in, RC, in the RCMP standoff in Pincher Creek, uh, Pincher Creek, Alberta last week has been released on bail after his lawyer questioned the validity of the allegations against him. RCMP officers were dispatched from across southern Alberta and the RCMP emergency response team was sent in from Calgary. An RCMP helicopter and armored, ve- or armored vehicle also assisted. Uh, schools were closed and access was cut off to parts of the town. So this is a, a pretty big response. Uh, originally, it was reported that RCMP officers had responded after a caller heard shots fired. When two officers arrived, RCMP told media that shots were fired, also fired at officers. The next day, uh, Dewey Starzik uh, was charged with careless use of a firearm and a breach of his previously mandated conditions originating, originating from past criminal charges. Um, and the, the quote they have, actually, I think that's a little bit later down here. He waived his right to a public, publication ban on his bail hearing, uh, and he uh, told CBC News this. The facts that came out at the bail hearing was that the origi- initial 911 call was made up. Didn't happen. The 911 call was to the effect that shots were fired. All witnesses state that no gun was ever fired. Uh, with respect to the shots that were fired or reportedly fired from the residents toward police officers, uh, evidence has been disclosed that it may have been the sound of the front door. Uh, gave them a reasonable scare. They left and emergency response teams arrived. Uh, so so huh. it might have been a misunderstanding. So um, they say later on that, that, that the suspect is known to police and has had uh, past crimes and that kind of thing. But uh, Well, I, I guess better safe than sorry, but I mean... I don't know about you, but I can tell the difference between a door slamming and a gunshot. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, better safe than sorry, like you said there, but um, I, I guess we're all going to foot the bill for this, right? Yeah. So this, this potential misunderstanding, this is early on. So, I yeah, mean, yeah, maybe, you know, anything could be possible here, but a uh, uh, very uh, strange article anyways um, <laughs> to be... <laughs> to be okay, you, you've been accused of shooting at cops, but we'll let you out on bail because it's reasonable that you're okay. <laughs> yeah, it's reasonable that maybe you just slammed the door. So, well, yeah, we'll, yeah, hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah I would think that if they had like actual evidence that he fired at police, they're not going to grant him bail and let him go. No. So there's, I, I can't see this, this charge actually sticking because I can't see him having actually fired at the police if it was just the front door slamming. They just kind of got all scared, and, and I, I, I mean, I don't mean to belittle them at all. I, police officers have a hard job, and if they think they're coming under gunfire, then obviously they need to respond with, with you know, proper proper response. But Well, uh, what, if, what if they knocked on the front door and went to the back, and then they're, like, way uh, a ways away, and then someone at the front door looked, and there's no one outside, and they slam the front door, and then the cops at the back think that it's a good, like... Sure, a I, of, I, I, yeah, yeah. I, could, I guess I could see that. If you live in a community where, you know, there's funny echoes and stuff with the buildings and stuff around, you can't really tell what exactly... So I, I guess. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's funny to hear that, oh, yeah, well, you shot at cops, but we're going to let you go. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. All right. Maybe maybe you didn't actually shoot at cops then. Probably. <laughs> yep. Oh well. All right. Uh, this next one comes to us from Remington, because <laughs> Remington's recalling a bunch of rifles. So, uh, the Remington Model 700 and Model 7 rifles are being recalled. Um, any rifle with the Xmark Pro XMP triggers manufactured from May 1st, 2006 to April 9th, 2014. So Remington's determined that some of these rifles, under certain circumstances, can unintentionally discharge. So it is very important that you um, get your firearm back to to Remington, and you can do that. We'll we'll include this link in the show notes, uh, or you can I'm sure you can just Google Remington recall, and it's going to pop right up because a lot of people have Remingtons. But basically, you're going to check your serial number, and then if it turns out that you are uh, 
you know in possession of the firearm that has a recall on it then you can uh, send it back and get it repaired so this is more of a public service announcement and letting you guys know that if you got one of these stop using it immediately and uh, and get it fixed because we don't need anybody getting accidentally shot well that's a that's a pile of guns that have been affected because yeah. that's eight that's a, years eight of years of yeah the, the most, most popular, popular bolt action <laughs> rifle <laughs> yep so they're going to have their work cut out for them for a little while. We could probably apply to be Remington Techs for the next couple of months and uh, get a job fixing these because they're going to need more people. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a lot of triggers to pull. Yeah. yeah, And not in a fun way. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> All right. I so see you got a couple more here. Yeah. So these are a couple of Canadian gun-specific things. Um, the first one is uh, the, the um, Tactical Imports put out some... Uh, new information on the Type 81s. I don't know. It sounds it, it, it sounds a little bit like maybe they got jerked around a bit by the uh, uh, factory. Um, so the Type 81s were scheduled to come in so late 2016. Now it sounds like they might be mid to late 2017 kind of a thing. Um, so those are uh, those are going to be delayed. Um, but such is life when you're when you're importing and exporting from uh, from countries like uh, like China, right? Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be that sort of hassle with the border and whatnot. Yeah, and and trying to get it into the factory schedule and and whatnot. I mean, yeah. Canada's a Canada's a small market, so we, really we don't have are. a lot of we don't have, have a lot of pull with those gun manufacturers. No. And be like, we Canadians demand yeah, we demand our <laughs> thousand rifles that we ordered. <laughs> huh. yeah. yeah, exactly. But uh, it was good to hear that they're in the schedule and uh, and and they're going to be coming up. Uh, the next one, and I think we've mentioned the X ninety five before, but uh, I just saw a thread today that uh, North Silva has a couple of really big boxes in their warehouse. That's that the, are yeah, the new full. Yeah, that's the new Tavor, right? Yeah, that's the yeah. new, more compact, a little bit more modernized uh, Tavor. Um, that is at North Silva. So those those are, are going to start showing up in gun shops pretty quick there. And the price is not that bad. I, I've, I've seen some uh, early bird pricing of uh, 2600 which is pretty much what a Tavor goes for, maybe a little that's, bit less. That's all right, then, if they're not, like, gouging it. If it's yeah. going to be very similar to to the current pricing, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, that, that, was, uh, that was somewhat interesting. And then the uh, last one is Canada Ammo. It has their uh, DA50s uh, with a complete, like the the complete rifle, non-restricted. So they've got the uh, non-restricted lowers from, I guess they're from ATRS. I think they're from ATRS, uh, complete with the whole rifle. So that's a, I think that's the most inexpensive 50 cal rifle you can get here in Canada. Cool. Well, I mean, yeah. 50 cal rifle would be fun to play with. Yeah. Yeah, well, at 2300, it's uh, it's it's right around where uh, uh, you know where a lot of your non-restricted semi-auto yeah. T3 rifles I mean, are, right? Th- that's that's sort of a that, that, that's a really good price for a 50 cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you want like they a muzzle-loading 50 cal, because I've seen those. <laughs> Have you seen the Serbu 50 cal? No. It's like a pipe bomb. <laughs> oh yeah! It's a, at the back. It's a literally like a screw-on piece on the back where you you load the cartridge, and uh, and then it just basically this big barrel with this pipe bomb front uh, sits on the lower, and a hammer uh, hits this pin on the back of this thing. It's <laughs> that's pretty sketchy. Kind of scary. Yeah. They, they sell them in the U.S. for seven hundred dollars. Oh man, a 50 I would cal not. Rifle. No, I'm not going to shoot a seven hundred dollar fifty cal rifle. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sounds dangerous, no. right? No, I was talking about the actual like muzzle loaders, like like oh, a hunting like, muzzle loader because you can get a fifty cal muzzle loader. And nice. I remember being in a gun store once, and there was a fifty cal muzzle loader, and it was obviously a muzzle loader, but it had a scope on it. And it said 50 cal muzzle loader or 50 cal rifle or whatever. And these two guys walking by, and the one guy's like, oh, dang, this is what they shoot in the military, yo, 50 cal. <laughs> I was like, I just walked away laughing under my breath at them. I well, they used to shoot that in the military. They did, used to, yes. Wow, a long time ago. But <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. Anyway, um, I guess we'll move on to the main topic then, huh? I'd like to welcome to the show Matt Magalin from Sound Moderators Canada. We're going to talk about uh, petition E575 and the process for applying for, to a petition. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for having me on. It's going to get real hard to uh, to say Matt and like figure out which one we're talking to, so hopefully... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll try to keep it clear. <laughs> well, you Sounds can call good. him. Yeah, call him Matt and call me Matthew. How about that? Yeah, there we go. That's easy. That's easy. Or yeah. I could just like sit quietly in the background and listen to you guys talk. <laughs> that would <works> too. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't creepy at all, was it? Mm. Too late. Not bad. <laughs> too late. On the show. <laughs> so Matt, uh, yeah, tell us about uh, about the petition. Yeah, it's been a good process. I'm excited uh, that um, uh, the the e-petition is launched now, right? E575. Um, and that's kind of the last step of it. And I'm almost surprised it happened. Um, but I'm excited to see the paper petition rolling out across uh, Canada. Um, you know, it's there's uh, if you go to the website, there's uh, the list of locations is growing every day. Um, uh, sportsman shows, gun shows. Um, you can you can sign it in person, or of course, just go online and sign it there. So um, it's really cool to see it roll out. Um, it was. Uh, what's in the petition itself? Yeah, I was just going to uh, ask. Tell, tell the listeners what the what the petition is, and uh, yeah, a little background on that. Yeah, so of course, so um, so the petition is uh, in Canada right now. Uh, in the criminal code, there's a prohibition on uh, any device that muffles uh, the sound of a firearm, and um, so. The petition is essentially to just try to remove that prohibition, uh, with the caveat that that we recognize that, that Canada will probably uh, want to be selective about who would own them, uh, just because it is a hot topic issue. So the petition does include that uh, we're asking that uh, any licensed uh, and legal gun owners in Canada uh, have the ability to use them. What's interesting about it is that uh, not only is there a federal prohibition, but most provinces have a provincial prohibition as well. Uh, so the, the oh, last interesting. So so they're double banned in some places. They are double banned. Oh, yeah, and if they're double banned, those things are going to be yeah. Whew. Yeah. So we're asking for for at least the government to put it out there and and ask the provinces to to say hey you know like you can remove the provincial ones now too these are okay. Um, so it's got a lot of signatures so far. I think a lot of people agree. Um, although Hollywood points them out as as scary devices. Uh, you know, when people look at the real data and what these things actually do, um, it's it's a pretty palatable topic. It makes sense. It's common sense. And uh, and it shows by the number of signatures we've gotten in a really short time so far already. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, we, uh, sorry, go ahead, Matthew. I was just going to say, I'm glad that people are, are actually like signing this and, and are, are okay with the idea. I mean, it, it to a gun owner, to somebody who's been in shooting sports for quite a while, it makes perfect sense. I mean, come on. We're the good guys. We're. I mean, if I was, if I'm up to nefarious purposes, I'm going to do it whether my gun is quiet or not. Just because I have a silencer doesn't mean I'm automatically a hitman now. So it makes sense to me. And and you know, I'd love to be able to hunt out in the woods without having to worry about ear protection. There's so many benefits to having a sound moderator on my firearm. So I'm just glad that other people are starting to realize that hey, this these things aren't nearly as bad as Hollywood says they are. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Um, I think some education needs to happen uh, on that note because they do have a bad reputation, right? And that's what people think. They're, uh, um, I think, you know, when the average um, when the average Canadian hears about this topic, they think of uh, somebody getting shot quietly in the basement when they're upstairs and and they don't hear a thing. And and that's not the reality at all. Um, and we're working with uh, with the CCFR on that education. Uh, they've been really good. Got a lot of support from Rod and Tracy over there, and um, and I'm hoping that that more educational pieces will roll out on their website. And I know they've been doing their rounds, talking to politicians and trying to dispel myths, and and all of that helps for sure. Um, the reality is is that hunting rifles are so loud um, that a standard set of earplugs doesn't even really help you. No, um, you're supposed to have like earplugs and then like a set of cans on top of them. I mean, they're they're loud in in certain situations, especially if they have a muzzle brake. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys have ever been on the on the range of somebody with a with a big caliber rifle beside you with a muzzle brake on the end, like it is insane. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't think any amount of earplugs or or uh, or earmuffs over ears can really help you from that. Um, the limit is uh, internationally the limit is 140 decibels. I don't mean to get too technical. The average uh, hunting rifle is about 165 decibels. That's a full bore rifle. You put a muzzle brake on the end, and we're talking about 170 decibels. And uh, you know, you go to Cabela's, Wholesale Sports, any other sporting goods store to get good ear protection. Even the stuff that you're using uh, at work, those are rated. An expensive one will be rated at at 29. Uh, that's what it says on the box, but that's not real world. Um, the understanding is that real world is 7 to 10 less than it says on the box. Um, so if you've got a, a rifle with a muzzle brake and you're wearing uh, either foamy earplugs or, or muffs over your ears, um, you're exceeding the level 
uh, when you're shooting of, of uh, this 140 decibel level, and that's the level where hearing damage is guaranteed. It's no longer a question of how uh, of if you're doing damage; it's a question of how much you're doing damage. And so, you know, it's no wonder you go to these gun shows in Canada and you get people that have been hunting for 25, 35 years, and uh, and they can't hear a thing out of their left ear or both ears at this point. Um, and uh, the, that's why the countries that have allowed these, they recognize that and, uh, and they want people to be safe. And uh, the suppressor issue is a good way to do that. Yeah, I mean, it absolutely is a safety device. If you can keep our ears from going deaf, I mean, it, it, it's even an economical uh, situation because it, it helps ease the, the burden on healthcare later on when, when we're all trying to buy hearing aids just so we can hear each other. No, absolutely. It's, 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 I've heard quotes that say millions of dollars. I've heard quotes that say billions of dollars in the healthcare system every year. Mm. Um, I mean, that's huge savings. Um, I've heard the argument from, uh, from gun owners, surprisingly, that these things are expensive. They're worried it'll become mandatory or, or some ranges might require them. But I still think that's a better alternative than, than ranges shutting down, which is happening all over Canada. The, that's the true. We, that- we just, we just covered a story where there was a, a range, um, in the, you know, be, oh, they were trying to shut it down because of the noise complaints. And, uh, yeah, I mean, noise complaints happen, especially when you have a range out in the city or out in the country, and then the city expands, and now all of a sudden the city is knocking on the door of the range, basically, and houses are being built around it, and then next thing you know, neighbors are complaining. You know, uh, what do you do, shut down the range? Or, well, hey, this is a better option. Let's put uh, suppressors on the firearms instead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, it's it's uh, it's not the best alternative, but it's better than the range shutting down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it to, you know to address the price issue, it's true that in, if you look at the market in the U.S., they are expensive. Um, you know, a, a good a good suppressor in the states might, might set you back a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars. Um, but interestingly, that's not the worldwide market. I think in the U.S., with the restrictions that uh, that they've had in terms of having to buy a, a $200 tax stamp for them. Nobody wants to pay a $200 tax stamp on a $30 item, and so they are high-end items. Uh, if you look at the market in New Zealand or Finland, someplace where they're, where they're really, really unrestricted, there's manufacturers that are bringing uh, rimfire suppressors to the market for $30, $35 Canadian uh, oh, and center man. fire suppressors awesome. to the market for just over $100. Um, so it's not unrealistic that that... Uh, if these did become legal in Canada, that that those manufacturers would want access to this market, we would see suppressors for, you know, two hundred dollars in the store. I don't think that's unrealistic at all. Um, and uh, so that I hope alleviates uh, some concerns that you know this is going to be a, a fifteen hundred dollar thing that you have to have in order to go shooting, and that's just not true. Yeah, no, I'd uh, I'd love like. You, you see a lot of uh, a lot of our firearms in Canada here are getting influenced by the states, and they're coming uh, pre-threaded for a muzzle device. And it would be like not only useful to to use those, but I would start buying that kind of gun just so I could put a suppressor on twenty-two. Yeah, like a, little, a nice little can on there to uh, quieten it down and uh, turn that that uh, gopher shooting into a little bit more of a, an enjoyable experience. Or especially on the hunting rifle. I was the, uh, one of those guys uh, with the braked 338 Lapua. I was, uh, and I, I hated, I hate, hated going to the range with that thing uh, because it was rude to shoot next to people and and have like blossom with that uh, with that beast. And I, you know, it would be a lot nicer if uh, if I had the option uh, to run a suppressor. I think mo- most people who had 338s and and big ridiculous guns would run suppressors. I might even run one on my competition AR because. Uh, right now, I've got a big bad break on there, but uh, boy, it would be nice to run something that wasn't wasn't as loud and obnoxious and, uh, well, and a little a bit easier on the ears. A suppressor does act as a break in a in a way as well, doesn't it? It, it yeah. does, yeah. Um, so that's actually the fun part too, is you can re- take your break off, put a suppressor on it, and uh, you'll get the same performance or even a little bit better at a suppressor. Um, so yeah, you know, you're winning on both ends. It's funny that you mentioned being the rude guy at the range. Um, in the UK, uh, just you know, I've heard this from some people that have come to Canada uh, in the last few years from there, and they're surprised at the rules here when they get here. And they say, you know, if you went, if you went hunting uh, in the UK or shooting out on the, you know, on on your farm, and you didn't have a suppressor on your gun, all your neighbors hated you. You were the rude guy in the neighborhood that was waking everybody up or causing havoc. Right? It, it's just it was just the standard course of action. If you're going to be out hunting or shooting out there. You've got one on your rifle, and you know you're not irritating all of the neighbors. So, um, yeah, it's definitely the polite way to go for sure. Yeah, just gotta just gotta get them out here. 
So, so uh, maybe but, the, uh, tell us tell us a little bit more about the process. You'd mentioned that uh, there was a paper uh, petition out there. Um, how how was the process in getting that started and getting onto the e petition and and all that kind of thing? Sure. So, um, you know, it's been about a 12-month process, I'd say, so far. Um, I got my own hearing checked, and I'm losing a little bit of hearing in one of my ears. And, and uh, the the doctor, right away, um, based on the, the data he got back from the hearing test, went, oh, geez, you must be a shooter or a hunter. And I thought that was funny. <clears throat> and he says, uh, yeah, he's seen it He's seen it lots of uh, times before, and he actually had some really good data on the science behind it. So got me looking into it, and uh, and I started reaching out to politicians to see, see what could be done. And uh, at the time, um, the answer I got back from uh, a few MPs on the Conservative side was that, uh, you know, They'd love to help, but this is a non-issue. They haven't heard about it. Nobody's gotten a single email about it. Uh, they haven't heard about it from any constituents. Um, and and so they're not ready to move on something that, that just isn't an issue to Canadians. Um, so that, that, you know, that kind of created the launch of, of the Sound Moderators Canada website to try to get some info out there. Um, and then on, uh, you know, various uh, web forums, uh, I started asking people to send emails, make phone calls, that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, the tides really turned. Uh, suddenly, there, you know, there's aviation magazines asking, it's not sorry, aviation, um, firearm magazines uh, asking politicians. That's about okay. This. Let's talk aviation for a while. The listeners will sure. hate us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the other half of my life I forget sometimes. So. This is great. Uh, we got two mats on here, both into shooting, both into flying. I, Adriel, you can leave now. Uh, Trevor and Kelly, don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, it's true. Um, but, no, it, 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 was, it was awesome to see because, you know, this community really went out there and did it. They sent tons of emails. Um, I talked to the same politicians uh, the same MPs six months later, and they, you know, we've received hundreds of emails. They said to me, so I don't know, we don't know what you did, but suddenly this is an issue, and um, and uh, you know, c- quietly I will say there's a bit of a rift in Liberal Party, I think, and and uh, I have heard back from um, at least staffers uh, in some offices of Liberal MPs, and and they've said they share some of the same concerns. It's just not 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 really part of the party platform to, to go in that direction right now. But the Conservatives have been have been fairly supportive. Um, um, Arnold Viersen, uh, the MP here in Alberta uh, for uh, the Westlock area, uh, he he got in touch with me finally and said, "Okay, let's do it. Let's sponsor a paper petition. Uh, paper is a lot stronger than than email in a sense, or the e petition. Sorry." And uh, and so we we launched that, and the CCFR was nice enough to to agree to at any show that they're at. Uh, through this spring, they're going to have it at at their booth. So I encourage everybody to go there and sign it. Um, and uh, and then a bunch of retailers and shooting ranges started getting in touch and wanting to to have this petition out on the counter as well. Um, interestingly enough, a few weeks after that launch. Um, uh, Brad Trost's office got in touch with me and said, "Hey, we'd love to support your petition too." So when I said to them that the paper version is already circulating, they uh, they said, "Well, why don't we launch an e-petition too?" So now we have both, um, which is really cool. And uh, the signatures are growing at a crazy rate online for the e-petition, and uh, that's open, I believe, until June seventeenth. And uh, so I'm hoping it'll grow quite a bit before then. And Brad Trost will present that uh, in Parliament. And the paper petition we're hoping to have kind of finished up uh, towards the end of May. And I'm hoping that uh, Arnold Viersen will be able to get all that together. We'll do the counts. We'll submit it to the clerk of petitions in Parliament there to get it approved. Um, and that's just a just a, a a formal process to make sure all the signatures are valid. And uh, and he could present those signatures in Parliament as well. So the cool part about that is we'll have two two separate MPs standing up on the same issue and and having a discussion about it, which is great. Aside from that. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to see some changes. You know, the other project we have going on 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 the side to run in parallel with this is the fact that they're perceived so negatively uh, in general. Um, and I think that's a product of, of, you know, Hollywood movies over the last few years. And uh, uh, Rod Galtaka at the CCFR has been pretty helpful with that. Um, we're hoping to maybe launch a video um, and that'll depend on them and their budget, uh, but a little explainer video uh, about it. Um, and uh, and just more information out to, to the public to disseminate and uh, more information for politicians. So I'm really hoping that, that we see some change, um, whether it'll be with this government or not, that's tough to tell. Um, but I'm confident that, uh, um, you know, the next the next time we have a friendly government in place, I'm hoping that, uh, that this will happen and we can stop losing our hearing and, uh, and start enjoying it a little more peacefully and a little more politely with the people around us. 
Definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't know that uh, they were doing so much with the CCFR. <laughs> I had, uh, I, I know that uh, Tracy had reached out to you, but uh, I didn't know anything past there. So it's it's good to hear that uh, they're getting some support and that we're, you know, we're going to uh, riff off this and, and do some other cool stuff. Like a, uh, an explainer video would be awesome on this kind of thing. Yeah, I hope it comes out. We'll see. Like I said, that, I mean, that's their department. They're their own uh, place, but they have been very supportive. And, and uh, I think there's... I'm not sure exactly what's being planned, but I, I know there's some stuff in the works. Mm-hmm. Cool. No, I mean, that's uh, that's excellent. Um, tell us uh, about the website where people can uh, go to get more information on this. So the website is soundmoderatorscanada.ca, and uh, you can go there and learn all about it. Um, it is, I've tried to make it a, a collection of the data that I've been able to find over the last uh, 12 months. Um, and the, you know these decisions need to be based in reality and, and not based in Hollywood. So um, I scoured the internet and called people and talked to people, talked to manufacturers all over the world, and and uh, I got some really cool data back. Um, a lot of the stuff I dismissed as advertising materials, um, but some of the links I got back were to to good academic studies. And uh, you know there's been studies out of Australia, um, studies out of the U.S., uh, some criminology reviews about the use of silencers in crime or, or the lack of it really is, is what the conclusions come down to. Um, and uh, you know there's been good studies done by universities all over the world. So I've tried to, to put all of that into a nice, neat, organized place where people can go find it and and you can read about it and you can learn what what these things actually really do what they're capable of how they're used in the world what the regulations are what countries they're legal in and uh, all of that information is on that website as well there are links to the petition to the stores where you can go sign it and uh and hopefully that uh that website will continue over the next um you know as long as this takes uh, to be a place where people can come to see how how this process and how this initiative are, are going and what we're doing next awesome well it sounds like you've uh <laughs> You've really done the the community a solid by uh, by putting all that information together and having it in one spot and and, and pushing the uh, petitions forward. So again, I just want to like thank you on behalf of all us gun owners in Canada because you're you're really doing us a solid here. <laughs> well, I appreciate. It. I have uh, I'm lucky enough to be employed in a place that uh, gives me lots of time in hotel rooms. So I uh, I've had time to get it done and 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 do some work on it. But you know the the same thing goes out to to this community. There haven't been very many things that, that I've found over the last couple of years that have uh, have brought gun owners together in the sense that you know there's there's hunters, there's sports shooters, there's you know. Uh, handgunners, there's over-under shotgunners, skeet shooters, and, you know, these these groups, they don't always see eye to eye, but somehow this has been an issue where um, uh, people have been able to come together. So I appreciate that happening, and, and uh, you know, everybody that signed this petition so far, I, I, you know, thank you for doing that, and uh, tell your friends and get more people to sign it. Um, I will add one thing, uh, that not only the gun community, but the non-gun owning community, uh, I know have uh, there's been some people that have been taking the time to sign it which is really cool i spent uh at the calgary boat and sportsman show here um that was uh two weeks ago here in calgary i think i spent some time at the ccfr booth and chatted with people that that came by to sign this petition and uh what i found really interesting was that people would come up they'd ask about it they'd uh you know these are people out there looking for boats uh, no interest in firearms at all, and uh, they would ask about it at first with a lot of apprehension, going, "Well, that's crazy. What do you need those for?" And after just a you know a five minute conversation, they would add their name to the list and say, "Hey, you know what? This makes a lot of sense, um, and uh, I'd love to save some tax dollars later on in life." So um, it's amazing what so, just a little bit of education will do, eh? I mean, it, it's not like we're crazy. Like, we're not coming up with these these petitions and these ideas because we want to go do harmful things to people. Why would we bring that out into public and ask people to sign it if we were out to to hurt people? I mean, it, it, well, exactly. it, yeah, it boggles my mind that uh, anyway, whatever. The the fact is, just being out there and having the chance to talk to the general public and and educate them on this is just phenomenal. Yeah, so it's good. It's awesome. It's a it's a good palatable issue, I think, and and a lot of people can get behind it. It's being shared on social media. I know like crazy and. Uh, and in most cases on social media, it just takes a bit of a conversation and, and, uh, and people get on side and go, hey, yeah, this is uh, this isn't nuts. Um, so, yeah, it's exciting. And, and, you know, thanks to everybody that supported it so far. I know it's going to be a long process. I, I don't uh, uh, I try not to get my hopes up too much. I don't think we'll see any changes this year. But uh, but I think, you know, over the next couple of years, um, the perceptions are slowly changing. And, and I think that this is something that uh, that has a future in Canada for sure. It's just a matter of time.
Yeah, I think like like you'd mentioned there, it's it's important that we get the public perception uh, up to speed on what these are used for and and why we need them. And uh, it, it may be a multi step process, but uh, I think this is a a really important first uh, first step to raising awareness for it. And uh, all you listeners out there, get out and uh, and sign the uh, written petition where you can, and and definitely go on and uh, sign the e petition as well. We'll uh, we'll throw the links to soundmoderatorscanada.ca at the bottom of the show, as well as uh, a link to that uh, e-petition, so that people can learn more about it and uh, and get out there and sign this thing. But uh, yeah, uh, again, I just wanted to uh, thank you for coming on, Matt, and uh, keep at it. Like you're kicking some butt out there. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again in the future. Well, I just want to thank Matt again for coming on and talking to us about silencers. We didn't actually say silencer the whole time. I was very proud of us. Not even once. Uh, I want my James Bond 007 pew pew silencer. Yeah, yeah. but uh, no suppressors. I think and moderator, sound moderator. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, a good word for it, I guess. And well, it's and more correct. They don't it, silence anything. That's right? that's true. They don't silence anything. That being said, the original patent for a silencer was called a silencer. So I think Maxim knew it. You know that's what he called it. So I guess maybe he was wrong, but whatever. It's what he called it. So that what that is what their name is. But we do live in a politically correct age, and we do live in an age where if you say the wrong words, people don't like it. And so we might as well jump on that bandwagon with this and call them moderators, and and maybe uh, they'll be a little less scary that way. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean that's that sounds like your old timey marketing too, right? It's yeah. a silencer. It's like. That's, I can still hear it really well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went from a, there, uh, Maxim. <laughs> I went from 170 decibels to 120. No, 120 is basically silent, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Anyway, yeah. Again, like I said, it was it was great having Matt on, and and I think Matt and I will start an aviation and guns podcast, just the two of us, because uh, you know why not? There you go. I'm kidding. We probably That's... won't. <laughs> We fly two completely different type of aircraft. <laughs> he flies the big airliners, and I fly the smallest thing you can. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, I guess it's time to move into some of their feedback, huh? See what they've uh, been asking us. Yeah, all right. Well, Can we take this first one? Yeah, go for it. All right, from Charlie. Hi, everyone. I've been listening to the podcast for a bit now and enjoy it, especially in the winter when you can't get out shooting like in the summer. As I listen, I thought of a few ideas for future shows. You may have covered them, but here they are. One, I have been shooting Ipsic since 1991, so I've seen a lot of changes and how the sport has progressed, i.e. how there was only one division to the multiple ones now. Also, another idea is what Ipsic and the action shooting sports have given us, like all the neat gun optics, holster, even the different shirts and hats. Um... If it weren't for action shooting, we would be shooting bullseye and black powder. Thanks for the great podcast, Charlie. Yeah, no, that's, that's probably a good point. If if I hadn't been introduced to Ipsic, I'd still be standing square on the range shooting bullseye targets just from a, a weaver stance because that's what I saw in the movies. I wouldn't know any different. I'd just be shooting boring, and it would be it would have gotten boring a long time ago. So yeah, action shooting has given us a lot, and he's right. We've we've gone from, um, we, we we've seen many times in the the shooting sports create items that ended up on the front lines in actual war uh, scenarios and and the front lines with police officers. Like look at the the fiber op- or not the fiber optic site, the uh, the reflex site, red dots. Those used to be like, oh, I'm not going to shoot with anything electronic on my gun because it'll fail. And the battery will wear out or whatever. And so we've gone from iron sights to red dots because they were proven first in competition. And people, you know, soldiers and, and police officers who shot in competition saw that these things actually worked and they brought them to the job. And they're saving lives and helping people shoot better. So, you know, yeah, we've, we've gotten a lot from, uh, from action shooting sports. So that, that could be a good topic. Mm-hmm. As for the different shirts and hats, I don't know, shirts and hats with logos on them. If you want that, go to NASCAR. <laughs> or shooting NASCAR, which is also called Ipsic, right? Uh, I'm just kidding, of course, but uh, yeah. only a little bit. But yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Charlie, and uh, keep listening. I guess. 
Uh, next one comes to us from Justin. I really like the idea of a meetup. I think it's a great way to meet some of the Slamfire listeners in the city. I would have signed up for the courses, but I hate you guys, and I don't ever want to see your faces. Oh, no, that's not what he said. Oh, um, But I don't have a handgun, and I couldn't get the time off work. That sounds like a slacker uh, excuse to me, Justin. <laughs> Pretty slacker, as well, i got to say. Mm-hmm. you you got to work on that. Um, yeah, no, it would, it'd be cool to meet you, though. So I guess you can come out, and we'll insult you in person. Uh, he says, uh, love the latest episode. He's going to hate this one, by the way. Um, by the way, the easy dirt on Frosty is the whole Frosty story. Dredging that up again would be hilarious. And I couldn't agree more, but I forget what it is. So we're just going to keep <laughs> calling him Frosty. It had something to do with Frozen, didn't it? The movie? Uh, I don't know. I don't know or either. Or was it on like that uh, uh, toy story that's in the North Pole with the Yeti and the that one? Oh, I maybe know. I don't. I, I literally <laughs> don't remember. But it's it's great that you're still called Frosty. <laughs> there we go. This We're next one here's from yeah. Chad. Cool. Hi guys. Uh, just wanted to throw it out there that I will be hauling my trailer up and camping out for both days as well. Not really fussy on here, but I did want to mention that I have four empty beds. If that helps anyone out, two are single bunks. The other is a convertible table and a fold down couch. Uh, nothing extravagant, but if that helps anybody out, they're up for grabs. I know you guys mentioned one other listener that might be doing the same thing as well. Uh, cheers, chat. So anyone uh, out there who doesn't have a home, uh, just go sleep at chat's place. Yeah, go for it. Just anytime. <laughs> I think he might be talking about the pistol course, but uh, I, think oh. that people, I think that people should just show up at his place and sleep in his camper. <laughs> Uh, uh, P.S. Uh, love the Wings beer meetup idea. Hate the idea of having it on the Friday before the course as I won't be uh, wanting to tow or park my trailer in Edmonton. Uh, not sure if the other course attendees will be traveling the night before as well. Just consideration. Uh, we might also be sick of you after two days of instruction. So maybe that's a good thing if we can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. Have a, we'll have a night or two that we'll, we'll be spending with, uh, with some of the shooters out uh, in the Bonneville area anyways. So, so yeah, if, if you can't. Diamond. So I think we have like a, a wings and beer meetup in Calgary for like any Slamfire listeners. And then we'll do like people who don't want to just. Yeah. Or Edmonton, whatever. What did I say? Calgary? Yeah. It's basically the same place, isn't it? <laughs> Real close, yeah. walking distance. Figured. So, sorry, Edmonton. So, yeah, and then we'll do, like, again, we'll do, like, a. I mean, last year we had a, a hangout with the shooters after the course. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll hang out with you guys beyond just the course, that's for sure, because we, we love talking to you guys, so hanging out with you, blowing stuff up, like Dr. <laughs> Pepper with Tannerite. That was fun. I'm going to find some land to do that on. Yeah, we should do that. Cool. All right. Well, if you'd like to email the show, you can send your email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. And we don't have any iTunes reviews, so we'll skip past that. And we have a shout-out. Was that from you? Nope. All right. That must, must have be been from, from Trevor. So to Charlie Foxtrot for the Glitter Bomb. So I, th- <laughs> I thank you, Charlie Foxtrot, for Glitter Bombing Trevor. Because uh, awesome. he needs to be Glitter Bombed from time to time. Take it cool. down a pig. Yeah, Absolutely. Patreon supporters. So we have a new one. It is Scott N. And he is supporting us for 556. So that's cool. So don't forget to email him out his patches. Uh, I won't email him out. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no. I want you to email him his patches. (laughs) You're the boss. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting digital patches there, Scott. You're going to have to print them out yourself and glue them on. Hope you have a color printer. And we want to thank all of our other current Patreon supporters, too. It's, uh, it's awesome that, uh, that you guys all do this. And we are hoping that you're enjoying the extra bonus content and the patches and stickers. Please, Patreon supporters, uh, you have our ear. Feel free to send us uh, anything, really, uh, correspondence-wise. If you would like to appear on one of our bonus episodes, you are all welcome to come on. So if you want to come on, shoot us an email. Let us know what you want to talk about. And if you don't have any ideas what to talk about, you just want to come on and hang out with us, we can do that too. So just let us know. We are here to serve you because you guys are awesome. So yeah, that's it. Let me, know, let me know when you get those patches. Like tag us on Facebook or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I well, literally see, Adriel put them in print... an envelope yeah. and sent some to Australia yeah. and the U.S. And I have no idea if it's going to get there or not. They said it, it was like they told me $2 to, to mail like a patch to Australia. I'm like, that doesn't sound right. But you're the boss. Here it goes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, when they show up, please let us know because we want to make sure you're getting them too. Just because. Yeah. Just because. 
Yeah. So that that's it, huh? Uh, that's, that's the show. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the show. Cool. Yeah. That was a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Nice and quick. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what happens when you don't have Trevor on talking for half an hour about his 1022s and how he sets up his reloading and, and archery and uh, how he wants to get a TAPCO stock for his SKS. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. SKSs. 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 Yes. What yeah. is the plural of SKS? Is it SKSs? S-K-I? SKI. Yes. <laughs> I believe it is. Like Martini and Martinez? Yes. 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 Yeah. Well, I mean, Trevor just goes and opens up that uh, SKS safe in his uh, basement, that mm-hmm. really big one. The big and, one with uh, all the SKS is... is oh, yeah. all the different kind. There's the Yugo, there's the... Yeah, the, Yugo, uh, what are you going to do? Chinese one. All right, well, listeners, please join one or more of our national firearms associations. They do cool things for us, and so we need to do cool things for them by supporting them, and they can only do that if we give them some of our money. And it's not that much money, and you should do it because it makes you an active participant in the shooting sports community, and that is something that we all need to do. Get out there, get some shooting done. Go shoot some Ipsic or shoot some 3-Gun or go bust some sporting clays or go hunting or just go to the range with some friends. Go shooting, and uh, feel free to send us an email and tell us about the time you went shooting, because we love hearing about stuff like that. Granted, it is February. Almost the end of February, though. We're almost into March, and March brings warmer weather, and, you know, that means ranges are opening up. So get out there. Get some shooting done, and, uh, and let us know about it. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. Gun Owners of Canada is a great online uh, web forum geared towards, you guessed it, Canadian gun owners. So... Go over there, check it out, and uh, and yeah, you might even see some of us there. Please yeah. like us on yeah yeah. Do you go on there sometimes? Sometimes yeah. Yeah, I go on there sometimes. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, like us on Facebook too, because you know we're we're Facebookers, I guess. Uh, we have sixteen hundred twenty updated February sixteenth. So who knows what it is now? Because it's now February twenty third. But I'm not going to go check because that's a lot of work. Uh, so we currently have three gold stars, a signed 858 petition, two thumbs up, two Haram, Harambe yep. Harambe thumbs, and we're looking for some more gold stars and such. So if you have anything that you'd like to give us, we would like to add it to the list, and we will continue to do that until the end of uh, next year, or yep. end of this year, I guess. So, yeah. That, now that's the show, right? Now that's the show. Now, okay. So before it was just sort of like, oh, yeah, I got to do sign-off still. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. The next thing on the list. Oh, yeah. there it is. There it goes. Yep. yep. Cool. Sweet. All right. Well, I I think that's it. So, yep. um, stay safe and shoot guns and have fun. Stay frosty. Stay frosty. <laughs> nice. So, if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail dot com. Now, go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over. Time to get a gun